0: Hi everyone, Samir Samet here, and welcome back to our Formula 1 podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2023 British Grand Prix. Yeah, and I actually like this race a lot. Definitely um, something unusual that we've seen so far this season. Different drivers up in, let's say, out of positions normally than what we've seen before. So it was definitely a welcoming change. Yeah, we um. this was a really interesting race. Obviously, like you said, there were so many people like yeah. way higher up than we yeah. ever thought. And going into this weekend, the major thing was that Red Bull could tie McLaren's long-standing record of 11 wins in a row. Yeah. Um. That would obviously happen if Red Bull won the British Grand Prix this year. And that's a feat no one has even ever come close to recently, except actually yeah. Red Bull themselves in 2013. Yeah. So going now off, this would be into this race weekend, this was a normal um, five session weekend, no sprint or anything like that. So immediately going into FP1, um, we noticed that um, the Aston Martins were looking pretty quick too. The cars were just um, getting a feel for this new layout. There was a lot of hard tire running, just normal FP1 stuff. Yeah, a lot of teams actually, I think almost all the teams, if not all of them, had brought my um upgrades with yeah. whether they were like minor upgrades or major upgrades like we saw yeah. in the mclaren mclaren actually this weekend were running their new chrome livery so it's kind of a um a throwback to their old chrome livery that they ran back in the day but they still kept some of their papaya orange as well. So that was nice to see. And they also brought some major upgrades, McLaren, too, to the, this week. Mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. team that brought also some upgrades were Alex uh, Albon and Logan Sargent's Williams team. Yeah. And they were also sporting a new livery for their 800th Grand Prix for the Williams yeah. team in Formula 1. So It was a nice livery. It had the Union Jack flag on the engine cover. And Alex Albon looked well on the pace. He was... Yeah. Started fastest at the end of the day, so that Williams, once again in Alex Albon's hands, looked extremely yeah. quick. Yeah, and on um, later on throughout the day too, we would see it's not just Albon too, but Sargent struggling a little bit in this um session, but in other sessions he would definitely show himself. Mm-hmm. And also in this session too, again the Red Bulls were looking consistently quick, yeah. but it looked like Sergio Perez also was in the mix too, as um as he hadn't been like we saw in previous races he's been truly well out of his form especially in qualifying so it looked it was good for red bull to see perez up there but then again it was just fp1 and we wouldn't know perez's struggles come in qualifying obviously yeah so at the end of fp1 then it was a Red Bull 1-2 with Verstappen from Perez. Although Perez was still 4 tenths off his teammate. And even Verstappen was complaining a little bit that the car just had no grip. Yeah. But that was probably just because hard tires and um a new like track without any rubber laid down or anything. Yeah. So then it was Albon in P3. Really good from him. And then Alonso 4th. Leclerc 5th. So a pretty disappointing start to the weekend for Ferrari. 6 tenths off. Verstappen, when Verstappen is not even at full potential too, but maybe Leclerc is also not at full potential, and Ferrari in general. Because it was Alcon in P6, then Sainz in P7, Norris P8, Stroll P9, and then Oscar Piastri in P10. Mm -hmm. Going into FP2 again, Alex Albon looked extremely quick in his Williams. Once again, lighting up the timesheets, Albon was third fastest, but also on the other side of the garage. Logan Sargent put his Williams into a fifth yeah. at the end of the day, so not just one but both Williams had showed to have really strong pace, yeah. obviously no we know Logan Sargent goes really well around Silverstone, having won yeah. the f two feature race here last year and also winning in Formula Three as well in twenty twenty mm-hmm. so he goes around this track really well, and it was good mm-hmm. to see Sargent up there. And that gave hopes that maybe he could score his first ever Formula One points here. Yeah, and much needed points too, because he is one of those drivers too that just needs to deliver some good results now. Yeah. Um, same with Nick DeFries as well. I think it's just mainly DeFries and Sargent who are at risk of I think they'll give Sargent another year. Red Bull is more um they're more like they're more likely to throw out someone rather than Williams. Mhm. So Max Verstappen once again too was just flying around Silverstone now on the soft compound of tires too during these um quali like quality runs run and he was able to bag in a time of a one twenty eight zero seven eight so a really quick time for Max Verstappen and yeah also the two Williams looking really good with um Albon in third, um Sargeant in fifth as well both of them on the soft tires too so it's not like they were running on different tires um. So it's not like they were running on like different tires and still being faster than other people. They were on the same tire. Yeah, but um, another person too that looked really quick was Carlos Sainz yeah. in his Ferrari. He was second, just two hundreds off, um, Max Verstappen in yeah. his Red Bull. Sainz was looking really quick in the Quali sims for Ferrari. Unfortunately, though, on the other side of the garage, Charles Leclerc would not be able to yeah. participate in this session because of electrical um, issues with his car. And so he lost a lot of valuable running. So we yeah. would see whether or not that would affect him in qualifying later. Yeah, so um. also, and later on, signs also flying, a no running. We saw Lance Stroll, too, as well, having um issues with his mirror. Mm-hmm. So he was limping around the track with a broken mirror, and he had his one hand covering the mirror so that it wouldn't fly away, but that delayed his progress. Yeah, that was really strange to see. And um, also on Alonso's car, he also had some problems. There was some debris that got caught up in his car. So he had to abort some laps so they could get that sorted out. Yeah. Um, Lewis Hamilton also was trying to find some form on a track that he is the most successful driver at in Silverstone. But he was only able to manage a time of P15 in FP2. So not exactly the start to the weekend that he was looking forward to. Especially at his home race. Yeah. But in the end, it was Max Verstappen on top. And again, and Carlos signed second. And once again, Alex Albon third in the Williams. Followed by Sergio Perez. And then Logan Sargent right there. Albeit yeah. four tenths off his teammate, but still up there in fifth. is really impressive. Yeah. Then Lance Stroll came sixth, ahead of the hassle, of Nico Hülkenberg. Then came Pierre Gasly eighth in his Alpine. And then Oscar Piastri ninth and Fernando Alonso tenth. Yeah. So moving on into FP3 the next day, immediately Charles Leclerc um, hit the track again running with a really um positive result after he bagged the fastest time of the session in FP3 after losing out, of course, in FP2 with um the electrical issue. He was definitely looking to make amends for that. And also, again, though, we saw the Red Bulls, they seemed initially to be flying, but then towards the end, they sort of dropped off. Yeah. But maybe that's because they weren't. Um, they just didn't want to use up all their new tires yeah. so they could save it for qualifying in the race. Yeah. But Max Verstappen finished um, P8, and so that was really weird to see. Eight tenths off um, Leclerc, but Alex Albon once again know, yeah. delivering in P2, and Logan Sargent in P7. Sargent ahead of Verstappen. Yeah, that's um, how you know definitely that the um, Red Bulls aren't trying. Yeah. But moving on, then Sergeant also he had an issue even in his car too. He said some um, something blew off and that was releasing a lot of hot air into his cockpit. So you could see on his onboard he was um moving his hand to the other side so that because it kept um all the hot air, like he said it was hurting a lot. So um that's not something good that he would need in qualifying. There was an also an unusual um incident in the pit lane with Lando Norris as as he pulled out of his pit box the mechanics realized they left a cooling fan on the exhaust of his car so he had to pull off to the um inside of the pit lane so a mechanic could come running back down and grab to grab it but um they would be um have they were called to the stewards for that actually because that could have been pretty dangerous yeah definitely towards the end of the session we saw some um rain too, be and then we saw the drivers fit on the intermediate tires to get some wet weather running because it would definitely carry over into qualifying wet weather so it'd be good for them to get data and um see some setup changes for the qualifying later on because mm-hmm. obviously i mean it was predicted to be a dry race but at the same time qualifying was predicted to be wet so they had to like make that setup because during qualifying and the race you can't change your car setup yeah except like maybe front wing and small bits so they would have to make that compromise between a wet qualifying and a dry race yeah So at the end of FP3, then it was Leclerc in P1, Albon in P2, Alonso P3, Gasly up there for Alpine in 4th. That was a good result for Gasly. Yeah, Hamilton in 5th two rebounding after a difficult Friday. Sainz 6th, Sargent 7th, Verstappen 8th, although his time was set on the medium tires. George Russell 9th and Yuki Tsunoda in 10th. Moving on into qualifying now in q1 we saw it throughout the session though drivers now trying to improve their times in the soft um tires so it was a, a dry session as of now and lewis hamilton we saw on the wet track sort of but um enough dry enough for dry tires we saw him lose the car and spin it at the um right before the final chicane yeah, into the gravel at turn 15 he just yeah. turned the car and the rear end just stepped out and he spun around so that was cold that was um probably some cold tires he also dipped a wheel into the wet part of the track too but luckily he was able to keep going but he stayed out for um because he he was too late to where he could go into the pit lane Mm -hmm. so he had to go around for another lap but then with three minutes to go Kevin Magnussen's half stopped at the exit of turn 15 and right before in front of the pit lane but on the opposite side and so like that brought out the red flag too and he couldn't cross over the track because that would mean crossing over the racing line which would be pretty dangerous yeah in a slow moving vehicle too so that like everyone who was on the lap at that point had to abort their lap and now as we saw before this um when the session was getting restarted before that when the drivers would line up at the end of the pit lane we saw max verstappen had broken his front wing surprisingly and then we saw on the replay that he had actually understeered into the pit wall. That was pretty funny to see. Yeah. Obviously not for Red Bull because they wasted a, a front wing with that. But Verstappen, what happened yeah. was basically the pit lane was still um pretty wet because cars yeah. don't regularly run through that. And so Verstappen on his tires, he just turned the wheel and the car just went straight effectively. He just couldn't, the tires just weren't gripping to the track. And so he had to be careful about that on the next time. Yeah, but they were able to get that um issue fixed and continue on with the rest of the session too. Mm-hmm. But um, after that, then it was it was almost all chaos as they were lining up at the end of the pit lane with Perez. There, Perez had waited almost the entire yeah. red flag there, so his tires would have been stone cold, as yeah. well as the two Williams. But um, Perez in the end after he got out, it was almost like really um, close with the timing, but fortunately he was able to get out. Yeah, um, he was the first one at the queue too, so that meant that that he would certainly have a slower time than those behind because the track would continue to improve, and so like he was definitely not in a good situation. So as the time um went to zero, Perez went quickest. By seven tenths of a second. But then Albon went quicker than Perez by five tenths of a second. Then we saw Logan Sargent go up into second. So Perez was beaten by both Williams to Sargent, though, four tenths of his teammate. Then we saw the ha- the, um, Alfa Romeo, Valtry Bottas go up into P2 then and split the Williams. Joe went up to P5 behind Sergio Perez. So now the drivers were just, um, finding, trying to get their lap times in. And the Land- track was getting ever quicker. Yeah, Nick de went up to P6. Lando Norris blitzed the far sector, personal best in the middle sector, and he went into um, P1 by 5 tenths of a second, so McLaren's were looking rapid, and Stroll also now to set his time went up to P2, so all this time Perez was just tumbling down the order, and there was a lot more drivers to complete their times. Hulkenberg went up into P4. And then Sonoda went up to P10. So Perez was, um, then Russell went up to P2. So um, Perez is continuously falling down the order. As Verstappen and Hamilton went quicker than Perez. Then so did Ocon and the Ferrari of Carlos Sainz as well. And then Charles Leclerc went up to P2, making Perez the driver at risk. And then as Gasly went up to P8, Perez was knocked out of qualifying. So a lot of drivers had improved so much and Perez ultimately yeah. paying the price as well as Nick De Vries. again. Yeah. De Vries disappointing in the um, Alpha Tauri. But Yuki Sonora would have been really um, mad about that because yeah. he seemed to have had the pace this weekend, but he got knocked out in Q1. Yeah, we saw also at the end of Q1, Valtteri Bottas pulled his Alfa Romeo over to the side with a problem. So the five we lost from Q1 were Kevin Magnussen, Nick De Vries. Joe you Yuki Sonoda, and Sergio Perez. Five times in a row now, Sergio Perez has failed to miss Q3. Yeah, that's... has failed to make Q3. Yeah. And Logan Sargent, awesome. props to him, he made it into Q2, surprisingly. Yeah, that, that that's when you know that Perez is really struggling. I mean, five times in a row, he's failed to make Q3. And in, in that the RB19 okay. with see Verstappen doing all that on the verge of winning 11 races in a row which is that cannot be happening with Perez yeah so moving on to Q2 now the sun was out and it was um dry weather now for sure Lando Norris towards the end he was quickest ahead of Leclerc who went up into P2 then um the Haas went to start his lap and um Carlos Sainz then went up into P2 so he was actually quicker then Charles Leclerc on the, this particular run. As then we saw Alex Albon now go up to P2. So again, another super lap from Alex Albon. And Logan Sargent behind looked to join his teammate. But he could only muster a time up for P9 too. So that was not um, good enough time. He would certainly be at risk. Alonso then went up to P5. And Sergeant, um went down to the driver at risk. And Max Verstappen um, was, was absolutely flying yeah. after that. He was purple in the first sector, purple in the second sector, and personal best in the third as he went up comfortably into P1. And then Piastri went up to P2. So Piastri and Norris were all of a sudden out of nowhere looking super quick in both of their McLarens. The McLarens were absolutely flying. We never yeah. saw this in practice as we saw Launch Stroll go up to P10 and knock Sargent out. Yeah, so Sargent would have to wait for him Q Q3 appearance for him. Hulkenberg went up to P10 and knocked stroll out of qualifying and then Gasly then Ocon. went up to P9 and Ocon couldn't make it either so Ocon would be out. Yeah, so um, Russell went up to P10 which um or Gasly went up to P9 which meant Hulkenberg was knocked out of qualifying. Yeah, yes, so, so that was a, that was really a shame. I mean, we saw a lot of drivers we thought we would make it to Q um, yeah. to Q3 but ultimately didn't and we saw an incident between Esteban Ocon and Lance Stroll as Ocon dived down the inside at the final chicane to start his lap and that put um that ultimately cost him because um Stroll just switched back to him and got the exit and Ocon had a flat spot on his tires and he started the lap a lot slower than he could have So that was just um pretty bizarre and not good driving from Ocon there yeah so going into Q3 then uh, eight minutes to go these were their um first um, time runs I think as George Russell went up to quickest and then Lewis Hamilton then beat his teammate by four tenths but then the Mercedes were split by Albon once again with a good lap and Norris surprisingly with a time slower than the Mercedes so he must have definitely made a mistake somewhere because Alonso was able to go up to P2 Verstappen by six tenths into the 127 zeros was quicker than the Lewis Hamilton Leclerc was six tenths off Verstappen in P three, and Carlos Sainz went to P um, four, which then became P five as Oscar Piastri found a time to go up to P three. But then again, um, all the drivers except Verstappen were on new tire. Yeah. Were on old tires. Verstappen was on new tires, so yeah. that's what caused for the um, six tenths gap. Yeah. So then, and Gasly completed his time as he was the last in the train. He went up to P eight as um so he was found a semi-decent time but others behind would surely improve mm-hmm. and in the end though like um despite verstappen having that new set of that new set of tires the other drivers found significantly more pace yeah. in their cars and we would see just how quick lando Norris actually was in that mclaren when you put the lap together Yeah, so on the final set of runs now, Charles Leclerc was surprisingly looking really quick after setting a purple first sector and a personal best second sector. He went up to the front row, just missing out on provisional pole, but there were still so many people behind challenging. Sainz went up to P3 provisionally after nailing the final sector. Then came the Mercedes of George Russell, who went up only into P4, so he couldn't beat the two Ferraris. Then Alonso went up to P5 so he missed out to George Russell. That was Hamilton a then from Alonso, that was a surprise because normally we saw him we would see him go a lot faster. Yeah, then Lewis Hamilton was able to beat Alonso and go up to P5 and then Lando Norris came and crossed the line and went into provisional pole position out of nowhere. He went into provisional pole and that was a super lap from Lando Norris and the crowd you could hear absolutely erupted with everything. Then Oscar Piastri the line to make it p3 for him but there was still a max verstappen who was waiting to challenge behind and after verstappen he wasn't looking on like he was a tidy lap it was um a personal best far sector um a yellow second sector which meant he didn't improve on his personal best but he still found a lap together to go on to provisional to go on to pole position for sure by two tenths of a second that was really good from him. Another really pole. another really excellent final sector for Max Verstappen like we saw yeah. in Monaco. Albon could only manage eight, so when we thought the Williams would be up there, it was yeah. actually the McLaren's challenging the Red Bulls, yeah. but or actually the Red Bull because Paris was knocked out two yeah. one. And so in the end it was Max Verstappen on pole position with Lando Norris P two and Oscar Piastri P three for the yeah, first time yeah. S- p3 yeah so for the first time since monza 2021 both mclaren started inside the top three and everyone knows what happened on that weekend so we yeah. were all wondering if that could be a repeat for this year and um Charles Leclerc then came home fourth in qualifying ahead of signs so fourth and fifth for ferrari were not too yeah. bad because mercedes were sixth and seventh and um alex Albon was eight alonso disappointing ninth for mm, yeah. Fernando alonso and not good and pierre gasly 10th in his alpine yeah so yeah. moving on into the main race now as uh this was looking like an exciting race with an exciting grid could norris potentially win his home grand prix could piastri get his first podium it was time to find out and as the lights went out we saw an incredible reaction from lando norris too and arguably even an even better one from piastri behind but piastri was cut off by norris but norris took the lead of the race from verstappen and piastri tried to send it up the inside of verstappen but he hung it out so lando norris led his home grand prix but verstappen was certainly fighting back and he wasn't looking like he was gonna give this one up but then um towards the um, first drs zone uh piastri looked to have the better run and norris tried to weave to break the toe but verstappen was just following him and so was piastri as well yeah i just want to say too before that all chaos broke behind when blander Norris led into turn three as we saw lewis hamilton going wide and then we yeah. thought maybe george russell would have a look at Charles Leclerc, and then also we saw one of the alfa romeos go wide too and Sergio Perez was getting bogged down and all yeah. that. He lost a couple of positions. Logan Sargent went time. off too in that turn. He went off pretty wide. Mm-hmm. So, but there was luckily there was no contact. But then Norris then was just trying to keep his lead. And now it looked like towards Cops, Piastri would be able to challenge Verstappen. Verstappen went um but Piastri went to the inside at Cops. Verstappen though hung it around the outside and Piastri just didn't have the confidence to make a move up there. It was probably smart from Piastri. Yeah. They probably both saw what happened. Well, yeah. I know Verstappen saw what happened in 2021. Yeah. Piastri definitely saw that. So it was sensible, especially on lap one, two. Yeah, on lap five, though, then we saw Max Verstappen getting the run on Lando Norris. And with DRS, he was able to make the pass and get up into the lead of the race again. It was um an easy move for... um of Max Verstappen down the Wellington Strait. But also yeah. it was really surprising and cool actually to see that Lando Norris held that lead for so long and not yeah. only that, but Oscar Piastri had kept in touch with the Master Stappen. So that was really interesting to see both McLaren looked like they could properly challenge Verstappen today. Yeah, on lap seven too then we saw the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton closing up to the, the rear wing of his former teammate fernando alonso and he was able to get the move into um a turn after the dr wellington straight and he was able to get that position as we saw sergio perez um get past kevin magnuson after magnuson locked up and perez with an opportunistic move went down the inside right before the wellington straight but as he cut across or stat, um cut across magnuson he um broke the rear the front wing end plate and so that caused um damage to Magnuson's front wing, which allowed Sergeant to get through. Yeah, then, I mean it was all obviously an opportunistic move from Sergio Perez. And then also yeah. we saw Nick DeFries into turn fifteen. He understeered into a half yeah. and made contact and caused a puncture with it. And De Vries also broke broke some of his front wing. So again DeFries making mistakes. Yeah. On lap 31 we saw George Russell um try to get to the inside of Charles Leclerc at the end of the Wellington straight and but he tried to switch it and go around the outside of the Ferrari and he was able to do it after a really nice move on the run down the old pit straight so that was a really good move from him Leclerc tried to fight back again but just didn't have the grip or the straight line speed to get back at him yeah I don't think I've seen someone go around the outside at turn 7 for a while so yeah. that's really good from George Russell, obviously, using those the new tyres to his advantage. Yeah, on lap 33 too, we saw now on the hats of Kevin Magnussen, had an issue in qualifying his engine went at the lap thirty three and there was smoke pouring out of the back of his house and that brought out the virtual safety car at first which then turned into the full safety car. Then we saw drivers rushing into the pit lane, including Norris, Hamilton, Alonso, and a lot of people um rushed in to make their pit stops. Yeah, I mean it was smart from the FIA to make that a full safety yeah. car because the car was so far out into the track that a virtual safety car wouldn't have even been safe enough so good thing the FIA actually made this a um a proper safety car yeah. one thing on the pit stops too we saw a lot of some teams going on new tires and a lot of teams going on scrubbed soft tires yeah. so it wasn't they put both mclarens actually on hard tires though yeah. while everyone else went on to um media or soft tires and because of this pit stop, the, um, the sequence of the safety car, Piastri had actually pitted one lap before the safety car, and Hamilton stayed out. Yeah. So because of that, Hamilton actually jumped Oscar Piastri onto the podium places, and so that was really disappointing for Piastri, yeah. who now had a tough cha- task ahead of him of getting past Lewis Hamilton. But on the restart, Hamilton was right at the heels of Lando Norris. Yeah, Verstappen had already broke an intense gap ahead of Norris. And Hamilton on the soft ties looked to challenge um, Norris down the Wellington straight. And Norris pulled across aggressively and to try to cut off um, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton tried to go around the outside at turn 7 and switch it back. And then to go around the outside, but he just didn't have the grip as Norris forced him wide, and then Hamilton, on the run down the old pitch straight, tried to go around the outside of Norris, but Norris held his ground aggressively, and Hamilton had to watch out because piastri would start to close up. yeah it's sensible from Hamilton to back out of that, but okay. then I think after he backed out of that, he just never had the um he yeah. just never got close enough to the um McLaren until lap 40 where um, he tried the same thing again, but this time to go on the inside at at turn at He tried to go on the inside at turn seven, and through turn eight and the old pitch straight, they were going wheel to wheel, and eventually Hamilton thought he could go on the inside at cost, but Norris again shut him off. And on lap 43 now, we saw Sergio Perez right behind Carlos Sainz towards the chicane. Perez sent it up the inside of um, Sainz. Of course, Perez on the softs, Sainz on the hards. Perez then with a lovely switchback through the final corner, and he was able to get past Carlos Sainz, who is now being put under pressure from Alex Albon, who went up the inside of the Ferrari at Turn 1, and Albon making a statement in the Williams, getting ahead of the Ferrari, who was now being put under pressure from his teammate Leclerc, who went around the outside of Turn 3, and a lovely move from Leclerc to go around the outside of his teammate, similar to what he did to Gasly in 2019, if you remember that. But now Sainz was just under pressure from everyone behind, because you had... The likes of Stroll, Gasly, and Sergeant and Bottas also are right behind him. And then on lap 45, we saw Gasly do what Russell did, and he went, yeah. Gasly went around the outside of Sainz at turn 7. So yeah. another really good move from Pierre Gasly to get ahead of the Ferrari, who is now Carlos Sainz was massively... Struggling on his attire. Yeah, but Sainz um, challenged um, Gasly all the way to Cops, and eventually went down the inside again of Pierre Gasly at Cops and reclaimed the position. So. But then on lap 46, we saw Gasly struggling and after replay, we saw Stroll had made contact with him at the final chicane. After going off the track and rejoining, he actually hit the Alpine of Gasly and then that invited Logan Sargent to go through. But that also invited the FIA to give Lance Stroll a five-second time penalty. That was really dangerous from um, Lance Stroll. I mean, he went off the track and then proceeded to rejoin and hit yeah. Gasly. He also did that in Monza 2019, remember? Yeah. When he had to rejoin the track after Vedel forced him off. Yeah. And he hit Gasly yeah. again. So, unfortunate for Gasly, that completely ruined his race. He was on for a really good finish. Yeah. But um then uh-huh. it was disappointment for Alpine in general because Alcon was having a mare of a race as well. And then Ocon eventually retired too. So yeah. that was double um disaster for Alpine. Just really bad driving from Stroll in that, yeah. in that moment. On lap forty six we saw Sergio Perez um challenging the Aston Martin of um Fernando Alonso and he got up the inside on down the hangar straight. He was able to get past um Fernando Alonso. On lap 52, then, Max Verstappen controlled this race after the safety car restart, and he won the British Grand Prix for the first time, his second win at Silverstone, but his first official British Grand Prix win. Then Lando Norris came home for an incredible P2 for McLaren, and his first career podium at his home Grand Prix for him and lewis hamilton for i don't even know what podium at silverstone i think it's like 14th or 14th podium at silverstone but another strong drive in 2023 for lewis hamilton to claim a podium but um give some credit to the man behind formula 3 champion formula 2 champion Definitely, after this result, future F1 champion Oscar Piastri, just a second behind Lewis Hamilton, within a second behind Lewis Hamilton. It was a really impressive drive from Piastri, and unfortunately, his podium got taken away. But if McLaren McLaren keeps this pace up, then I have no doubt he's going to be on the podium soon. Yeah. Then it was um George Russell who came home in P5, Perez 6th, Alonso 7th, Albon scoring massive points again for Williams, Leclerc 9th, Sainz 10th, a pretty poor performance from Ferrari to end up from 4th and 5th on the grid, I think, to P9 and P10. Williams scored more points than yeah. Ferrari. That, Alex Albon by himself scored more points than Ferrari this weekend, so that was um a real Really big disappointment from yeah. Ferrari, but also credit to Logan Sargent, who yeah. because of Lance Stroll's penalty, he was able to finish P11. So he was yeah. so close to points, and it's good to see Sargent keeping um, progressing, um, getting faster and faster every weekend. Yeah, P11 too was his is his best result in F1. Um, so with that five second penalty from Stroll, Sargent was up to P12, and I think also um um uh. Landstroll went further down the order because at the end of the race, because the field was so close after that safety car restart. Yeah, he went down from P11 to P14. So that that was not good at all from Lance, um, from Landstroll. And so Bottas was promoted to P12 and Nico Hulkenberg was promoted to P13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was it for a crazy, crazy British Grand Prix. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of our podcast. And be sure to join us next time as we take a look at the 2023 Hungarian Grand Prix. Thank you.